Well, hello there. Good good evening. Good evening and good evening. Welcome and welcome, welcome. You're tuned in to Trailblazer Radio. More importantly, you are tuned in to the check-in. The very last check, the very last check-in podcast of the year. And yeah. <laughs> First of all, this is a show that that we talk about all things mental health, but we do it from a male's perspective, from a male's perspective. And I and I want to thank you guys so much for in for indulging me and coming with me on this journey um, of self-discovery, also, you know, self-discovery and also freedom and things of that and all and everything else of that nature. So I appreciate you guys coming with, coming with me on this journey because uh, it's been a journey. And I think that I couldn't have made this journey without this show is part of the reason that, I, that I've gotten so far on this journey, but also with the help of 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 a family and, and friends and people who love me and who care about me, and I am I'm overwhelmed with emotion when it comes to thinking about where I started from as as opposed to where I've been to where I am currently. And there's still a lot. There's still a lot of work to do. Still a lot of work to do, y'all. So thank you very, thank you guys very much for tuning in, and thank you guys so very much for just being here. In by in the presence within the presence uh, presence of this with me, um, I'm not going to be before you guys very long, and I want to say I want to say the announcements for the tail for the tail for the laugh for the tail end of the show, um, but I want to tell you guys that you guys can continue to follow us on all our social media platforms: Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh, we also have we also on Twitter. We also have a webpage: www.trailblazerradio.com. Uh, make sure you follow us on there as well. Um, I am gonna to try to upload some some new some new from some new videos and some new new snippets and things of that nature here, you know, within 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 the come within the coming days or so. Um and I also want to say that I hope that you guys are having a great having a great Friday. Um hope your Friday, hope your Friday, hope you hope your Friday if you were working was a was a great was a was a great work day. Um Hope you didn't hope you guys to have it too, a lot of drama during your work day, but also just want to make sure that you guys say that you guys have a that you guys will also continue to have a great weekend. Um, New Year's New Year's Eve is coming up. Also, New Year's Day is coming up coming up soon. So I want you guys to whatever you guys are doing out there, make sure you guys are safe. Make sure you guys you guys are safe at it and you guys are doing it right and doing it properly. So want everybody that's want everybody to 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 where wherever destination you go to on New Year's Eve, make sure that you arrive back to your the destination that you came where I arrived back home safe and sound and without hurt or without harm or without danger. Good evening, Miss Good evening, Miss Latanya Harris. Good. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you so very much. Um, and yes, please follow Man Cave Conversations because I'm, there's going to be a lot of things coming, going down, going down in 2024. I'm going to hold that, hold that close to the breast because I'm not, because I don't want to kind of spoil it for everybody. However, like I said before, I don't want to prolong the time and things of that nature. So I want to get right to this, man. So if you guys did, if you guys did not watch um, Story of Manhood Part One, that is currently that's on YouTube. Um, and I don't think I named it Story of Manhood Part One. I think I just I think I named it something else. But so this is this is still this is still talking about the same thing. Um, distorted manhood. This is just part two of it, and there's a there's a couple of there's a couple of important things that I want to touch on when we talk about this. I know that in the first the first one we talked about a lot of the socio political 
um, malefactors that affect that affect us that affect us as men, especially that affect us as black men. Um, not going to really go into too much detail with that, but just to kind of remind everybody about these socio political malefactors. The simple fact that we as black men are always looked at as targets. We're always looked at as threats. We're always looked at as individuals who who are up to no good. Savages or whatever, whatever you want to call those. Those are a lot of the social political malefactors. And I also mentioned the other malefactors that affect us as black men. Number one being the simple fact that the lack of the lack of father, lack of fathers in the lack of fathers in our homes, in the in homes today. The one of the things that I one of the things that I that I stress that I that I that I want to try that I do say or try to talk about, even though and I've spoken to my own experience as a father or lack thereof. Gentlemen, it's time we gentlemen, it's time that we because that we insert ourselves back in the back in the back in the homes of these kids or be or at least back in the lives of our children because our children because our children whether they're male or female whether they're sons or daughters they need us both sons and daughters need need both sons and daughters need got need guidance they need to stay they need that stable platform to be able Be able to be to be able to be in that be in that place. Yes, sis. Yes. Fortunately, black men don't don't view black men in high regard because of their absence at home. And yes, that's that is true. That is that is a that is a ongoing narrative that is continuing to happen. But one of the things that I want to, one of the things that I say about narratives, narratives can either be that you can either change a narrative or you can, or you can read, or you can write a new narrative. It takes too much time. It takes too much time to change a narrative. And I'm not saying that you, that I'm not saying that narrative can't be changed because it can be over the, over the course of time. But there, but there, a narrative can be writ, can be re, a narrative can be reinvented, can be reinvented. So we can, so we can write a new narrative instead of sticking sticking to those sticking to the old adage that black that black men are good fathers, that black men are deadbeat dads. How about we write a new narrative about how how about we write we as men write a new write we as black men write a new narrative, stating that. Yes, we are good fathers. Yes, we are. Yes, we are in our children's lives. Yes, we are raising our sons and our daughters to be upstanding, be to be upstanding citizens in this world. You know, that's that's one of the things I talked about. Yeah, a lot. Yes, some a lot of a lot of us as black men are trying to be in the be to be in our children's lives. However, like my sis, like my sis LHG so eloquently put it. Some of these women, some, not all, some, are more concerned about the adult, the adult relationship. And I'm going to address this to some of the women, to some of the women that do that are that that do this. 
you shouldn't be you shouldn't care about you shouldn't care about the adult, adult relationship if the adult relationship is no longer then leave it where it is your concern now should be about that child yeah so that daughter you should be you should be more concerned about the value the value that that man that 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 man as a father brings into your home not as someone that is a potential boyfriend or husband or fiance or whatever you should look at the value of that value that that man brings into that home and yes of course the adult relationship requires you guys to cooperate requires you guys to be cooperate as co-parents It is a much easier. It would be a much easier thing to be co-parents than it would be to try to. And that's not. And, not, and this is not to say that don't that those type of relationships don't work because they do. However, if you guys are in a relationship and you have kids or several kids and their relationship fails or falls, you still both of you. You still both of you guys still have a responsibility to the child, to the child, or to the children. Just because, just because you're just be, and again. This is addressed to the women, and I'm not trying to make this women-centric because it's not. But this is just an issue that I want that I want to address. Just because you you can't be a you can't be a bitter woman because a relationship is over or that man that gentleman's moved on, or men, you can't be bitter because your baby mama moved on and you don't want to be in the child's life. This goes both. This goes both ways, y'all. Ladies, you can't be bitter because that man moved on. Without you, and men, you can't be bitter because that lady moved on because your child, because your baby mama moved on without you. You still, you still got a responsibility. You still got a responsibility to your child, to your child or children. You should, you should, you should care. You should care less about what she, about what she's doing. You should care about what your child, what your son or your daughter's doing. That should be your main. That should be your main. That should be your main. That should be your main stick. Stick. What is my sub? What is your son and what is your daughter? And yeah, we got to go back to the girl. Got to go back to the beginning. If you don't, if you, if you don't want to, if you, if you, if you're not wanting to have a child, then you need to make the choice to not to protect yourself. If you don't want a child, then you should take every precaution to protect yourself and also protect the person that you're having sex with too. This goes both ways, men and women. Choices. Choices have consequences. You choose to have unprotected sex. Guess what the consequences? Guess what the guess the result? Guess what the possible result of that could be? A kid. If you don't want to have a child, if you're not ready to have a child. Then you need to protect yourself, and you also need to tell that to tell that to the partner, tell that to your partner. If your partner says that she that that if your partner if your partner says that he or she does not want kids, then you should respect you should respect that you should respect that decision and do what's necessary to protect not only yourself but that uh, but that person. You owe it to yourself and that person to protect yourself. To think to think with this instead of the other thing. Think with this head on, think with this head and not the one that's in between your legs. Same thing with women. You got to think with this instead of, you know what I'm saying. You have to be able to think. 
understand if that person doesn't want kids, then this then this your then it's both of y'all responsibilities to protect yourself. Both of y'all. If you choose not to protect yourself, well, guess what? The, you get the the result is what the result is the result. And now there's a child, there's a child in this world that there's now there's a child in this world that didn't ask to be that didn't ask to be here. And what and what do you and you gotta be you gotta be man you gotta be man and woman you gotta be man and woman. You gotta man you gotta be both man and woman and pretend and raise this can raise this child. I don't care I don't care what anybody says. Oh, anybody, I don't care what anybody says, both parties have a responsibility to the other to protect themselves at all times. At all times. Brothers, we got, we got, we have, we have to get ourselves back in the fold with our children. Our children, our sons and our daughters need us. They need, they need that cut. They need that calming, steady presence. They need, they need, they need that, that stern, that stern yet fair voice. If we don't, if we, if brothers, if we don't get back, if we, if we don't get back, and I'm, and I, and I say that, and I'm speaking, I'm not speaking just from every brother that's under the sound of my voice. I'm saying, I'm saying this, I'm saying this to me as well. This, but this goes for me too. We have to, we got to start back. We got to start back being the father, being fathers that are being the fathers in our children's lives. Look, I'm, and I agree with you. I agree with you, sis. And I'm 51 years old. And regardless, I don't, and I, and I'm 51 years old. I need my father. My father said, I'm, I have the, I have the, have the absolute pleasure of being able to be, to, to still be my father's son, to still be, be able to be my father's son. I don't, re- I don't regret, I don't regret any day of that. I don't regret, no, I don't regret, or I try, I try to take as advantage of as much as I can take advantage of it as I can. When he comes to visit, I, we sit down and we talk, we sit down, we inter, we, we interact and we have, and we have a good time. Even though there were, even though prior to all that, there was some, there was some, there was rough patches and we both worked through those rough patches. So at 51, yeah, I need my dad. And I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do whatever I can to preserve that relationship with him. Do what, brothers. Do what you have to do to preserve the relationship with your with your brother, with your with your sons and your daughters. Because to me, nothing's more precious than having a relationship with your with your seeds. Because. Second chances as second chances as a father are very hard to come by. I know this because I experienced it. I got a second chance with my daughter. And I am very, I'm very appreciative of that. And every chance I get, even though, even though she, even though we're not in close proximity, even though we're not, we're not in close proximity. I try, I try to talk to her as much as I can. Whether it, we talk a lot on, we talk on Instagram. I love my daughter. I, lo- I love my sons. 
if I if I had a chance to 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 rectify the mistakes of my the mistakes of my past as a father to them to all of them I would, but I can't because it's in the past. So what? So so what? So what I do now? What? So what I do now is try to not try to make up for lost time, but beat them, beat my kid. Try to I try my best to beat my children where they are, where they are. Even though I have communication with my daughter, and I and I don't have a lot of communication with my with my with my with my uh, with my two boys. I do my best. And sometimes that's all you can add. That's all can, that's all one could ask for. You know, to put it, put it point blank and point blank, brothers, be be there, be there for your children. Be there for your chip, be there for your children. It's important for you, important for us to be there for our kids. You know, one of the other things that I talked about what I said about distorted manhood is that and I'm only gonna talk about this briefly because I don't because I don't want because I don't want this to be a man versus woman type show because this is this is strictly for us this is strictly for us as do as as dudes but I think but I but I believe I strongly believe that our sisters can benefit from these from can benefit from these types of conversations from this particular type of conversation because I want because I want yeah because I want y'all to understand what has happened over the years throughout the course of time to get us to this place to this this particular place this particular disposition this place of distorted manhood like I said I'm not going to talk about this particular subject at length the subject that I'm about to talk about that's excluded what we're talking about. I'm not gonna talk about it at length, but I have to. I will say that this is a, that is it's one of the things that's led to this thing called this. I call distorted manhood. With sisters, I, I want. I, I have to say this, and I'm gonna say this. Um, I'm saying this with love. I say this with any type of score or anything of that nature. I want y'all to understand that. I want y'all to understand this. Y'all haven't lived life for the for the majority of what however however much time guy however much time you've been on this planet. You've lived your life as a woman. You have, and I say this with love, and I say this with, I say this with love. You have no idea of what it is like to be a man. You have no idea what it is like to be a black man. I say this with all love. There's no, there's no balance in my voice. There's no scorn in my voice. There's no, there's no hatred or there's no hatred or anger in my voice. But I'm saying this with intent. You have no idea what it means to be a man, especially a black man. And we as black men have no idea what it means to be a black woman. None. I have no earthly idea what it means to be a woman. The only thing I can go off of is seeing how my mom and the women and the women that's in my that's in my immediate orbit are. And and I can't I and I cannot assume that that's womanhood. I can't assume that. 
neither can neither can y'all as women. You can you yes you you can you can kind of you can base it off of how your father treated you or how the your brothers or your uncles or all them they treated you, but that but that is not that's not what that is. Of course, your father's gonna show you how a man's go how a man should treat you. Of course, your father, your uncles, and your brothers, they're they're going, they're gonna, they're going to they're going to instruct you or instruct you or show you how a man is supposed to treat you. But that's but that's not but that's but all but that's not manhood. It's part of it, but it's not all of it. Just like again, my my mom or my my mom or my aunties and my grandmothers, they can tell they can they can tell me how a woman should act around me and how a woman should treat me. But that's not but that's not the end all be all of womanhood because there's so much more to that. So we as black men don't know, don't know how, don't know how to be, don't know how to walk in y'all shoes, and you as black women don't know how to walk in our shoes. Again, not be, not being, not being, not being anything. But I'm just, I'm being, I'm being factual, but I'm also saying this with love. But I'm also being very stern and standing on that, standing on this right here because women say that you that you want guys to be a man. Well, do you really know? Do you know what that is? Do you know what that entails? Honestly, ask yourself that. Do you know what that entails? Do you know what that? Do you know the the intricacies and what that? What do you know the intricacies and everything else that that entails or that that pull that that requires? Just like you, just like y'all women have requirements of, of what a woman is and things like that. We got requirements of what a man is. And of course, again, y'all, of course, again, we we're all we're, we've been we've been taught by mothers and fathers. Our, our fathers have shown us have shown us manhood, or at least a part of it. Which kind of, which leads to my next point. Excuse me. A lot of our fathers didn't really teach us how to be men. They just taught us that this is your responsibility. This is what you have to deal with. This is this is what you have. This is what you have to do as a man, and this is what you need to do. And this is how you, this is how you conduct yourself as a man. They told they. I put it like I put it in a better, in a better way, in a better sense. They taught us the honor. They taught us the loyalty. They taught us the fealty. They taught us the respect. They taught us the. They taught us the chivalry. They taught us the. The patient. The, they taught us the patient nature of who we should be. They taught us the. Taught the nature of who we should be, but they did, but they didn't, but they what they did, but what they did not instill in us as men, especially some of us as black men, what they did not instill in us is empathy. They did not, they, we weren't instilled with a lot of our fathers did not instill empathy in us. A lot of our fathers had a lot of our fathers 
didn't instill sensitivity in us. These are these are two these are two these are two things that we as human beings all have. We weren't to we weren't taught empathy. We were taught to be this hard individual to where we don't show we don't show emotions. We don't do this and we don't do that. And that is damaging to us as men. And this leads to the main this leads to the main part of what I want to talk about. I know I've been harping on a lot on emotional things all this time, but I feel that it's important for us to learn to know what this is. So, so we can so we can look at it and we can attack it and address it. We haven't been taught empathy. We weren't we we as men, we as black men were, were under our fathers, our grandfathers, our uncles, these and things, other our uncles tutelage. We weren't taught empathy. We weren't taught sensitivity. We were taught responsibility. We were taught we were taught that we had to be responsible. We were taught that we had to work. We were taught that we had to that we had that we had that we had to earn our keep. We were taught that that we that we that we were taught that we had to stand there. We had to stand there. We had to stand on something. We were taught that we that we were taught that we needed to be that we need that we needed to be that we needed to be quote unquote men. But we weren't taught empathy. We weren't taught sensitivity. We weren't taught. We weren't taught about our emotions. We weren't taught. We weren't taught about the proximity of our emotions. What I what do I mean by the proximity of our emotions? I mean how, who, and how who who our emotions who our emotions affect. Our emotions affect everybody that's in our direct orbit. What I, what do I mean by direct orbit? The people that are that we are that we are closely connected to, whether that's a spouse, whether a spouse, a son, a daughter, a uncle, a, a uncle, a auntie, a niece, a nephew, a grandmother, a grandfather, a good a good for a good friend. A good friend or a group of friends. Our emotions, our emotions affect everybody that's in our that's in our direct orbit. But we were, but we weren't taught those. We weren't taught how to deal with sadness. We weren't taught how to deal with anger. Well, we were taught how to deal with anger. We just we were taught to repress it. We weren't taught how to deal with disappointment. We weren't taught how to deal with rejection. We weren't taught how to deal with feeling certain feeling certain ways. Feeling certain ways that were quote unquote not of a man. We weren't taught these things. And yet, and yet, and yet we all myself yet some some of us as men myself included walked around and walked around in life not knowing not knowing what these emotions were not knowing 
not knowing what they were, not knowing how to properly handle them, or I won't even say handle that, knowing how to properly embrace them when they put when they when they came when they when these emotions popped cropped up. Not knowing how to be okay with those emotions when 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 we did when when we when we are when we are faced with them. We weren't taught these things. And yet, and yet people, yet people wonder, yet people wonder, yet people. And yet men and women wonder, and yet women, yet our sisters wonder why we remove ourselves from this place, from, from this plane of existence at a higher rate. That could be one reason because that could be one reason because the pre- because the pressure on because the pressure of a man's shoulders is so on a black man's shoulders so great. And this is not to take away from what you as from you what you got what you guys and sisters do for us or what you guys go through, but the pressure on us is so great that sometimes that's something that I won't say sometimes, but most of the time we have we have to put on an air of stoicism. To hide the to hide the fact that we are falling, that we are that we are broken and we are falling apart at the seams. I can't be. I can't be sensitive around my. I can't be sensitive around my spouse. I can't be. I can't show my emotions around. The woman, the woman, the woman that the woman that the woman that I'm in love with, the woman that I care for, the woman that I want, that I want to be, that I want to have, that I want to be involved with for the rest of my life. I can't be, and I'm not saying this is a true thing. I'm just I'm saying this to be, I'm saying this to put this, to put this out here. We can't be sensitive in front of our our spouses. Our, or our significant others. We can't be sensitive around our brothers or our sons or our uncles and our uncles and grandfathers or fathers. We can't, we can't, we can't, we can't let our emotions go in front, in front of other, in front of other dudes or in front of our, in front of our, in front of our girl because, because we're going to be looked at, because we're going to be looked at funny. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> men and women, the men, men and women will look. A man and a man and a woman will look at look at some look at another man have a have an emo, have an emotional breakdown and look at that look at, and look at that as being weak. Look at that as being not strong enough. Look at that as being not not manly. Who the, who the hell who the hell who the hell told you how did how dare you how dare you who the hell told you that you that who the hell said that it was it would that that it wasn't mainly that for a man to express his emotions or his feelings or say what say what he feels or have or have empathy or be sensitive towards towards something who said who said that that who said that that even that 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 was 
something that a man could do. If if someone said that, I would. If someone said that, I want to know about it because for a long, for the longest of times, a lot of us as men, a lot of us as as men, myself included, live that particular fallacy. And I'm saying it's a fallacy because it's because it's it's it is. I'm going to call it destructive stoicism. That's what I'm going to call it. Destructive stoicism. Because if you because if you can't be, if you can't, one of the things that we've been taught and that we've been taught as men is to not open our hearts to a lot of things. Hey, Simone, how are you? One of the things that we've been taught as men is to not open our hearts to a lot of things or maybe yet to harden our hearts to a lot of things. And you know what that, you know what that does? That closes you off. Not only that closes you off to not only yourself, but also the greater world around you. More for it closes you off more to yourself than it does did it did anything. Hey Apostle Page, how are you? How's it going? Thank you for tuning in, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. As I was saying, you this dangerous stoicism closes you off as a man to not only yourself, but to the but to the greater, but to your but to the greater world around you. You close yourself off. To not only yourself, but to other, but to other people, people that are in your direct orbit, people who, people who, who, who have meaning to have meaning to you. Yes, Apostle Page, it does close you off the power, power that you are, that you already have, that you already have inside you. But why? But why is? But why do we close ourselves off as men? Well, there's a lot of things that there's a lot of things that that can contribute to that. <laughs> there's a lot of things that I can say that contribute to that. What are the things that? What are the things that closes us, that closes up why we're closed off? That is because of the things that we've endured. Trauma. Trauma, disappointment. Abuse, abandonment. Bad experiences. Those things close us off. And when you deal with experience after experience, when you deal with trauma after trauma, when you deal with all those emotions of disappointment, doubt, despondency, despondency, despair, when you deal with all those things, all those things, all those things pile up. And they continue, they pile up. And they pile up and they pile up and they pile up and they pile up until 
Attila, but Attila becomes a Attila becomes a protective shield of the outer, a protective outer layer. That protective outer layer is the shell, is the shell, the shell of who you are. No one knows, no one knows the real you because you because you keep because you keep people close because you because you close people off to you. No one knows the real, no one knows who we are really because we close ourselves off because we we as men close ourselves off to that. Because we don't want people to know, we don't want people to get to get too deep or get too close to us because once we feel that someone's gonna get too close to us, they may see us, they may see us or they may see through us. And that's a and that's a scary, that's a scary thing to be for someone to see through you. It, actually, I won't say it's a scary thing. However, it is a it's a scary thing, but it's also something that can be very educational. We don't we don't, I don't I don't want you to I don't want you to see who I really am because of all this hurt, all this pain, all this despondency, all this desperation, all this all this disappointment and the time and, the, and all this abandonment and abuse and all these things that I've that I've that I've dealt with in my life. I don't want you to see the real me because I've got all these things that I got all these things that are that I'm, that I'm dealing with, but I will but it but you but I'm only gonna allow you to see the shell. I'm only gonna allow you to see the person that the person that smiles through everything, knowing good, knowing good and damn well I am I am dying inside. I'm gonna let you see the person that laughs, that laughs, that laughs off a lot, that laughs off stuff. Know a good, know a good damn, know a good, good and damn well that there is a that there is turmoil inside. I'm gonna let you see that person because that's the because that's the person you're most that's the person you're most satisfied with. That's the person that you rather that you'd rather see. You'd rather not see their inner me. You'd rather not see the inner me. You'd rather not see the real me. Because if I show, because if I show you, because if I show you who I, because if I show you who I am, if I show you that I am this battered, this beaten, this broken person, you like you laugh at me. You'd write, you'd write me off. You'd say that I was weak. You say that you say that I wouldn't that I had that I wouldn't deserve anything. That's what would happen. If I told you that that I would that I would that I would do that I had a that I had a, if I told you that I had a traumatic childhood as a little boy. If I told you that I that I been that I've been through I've been through a lot of hurt and a lot of pain as a young man. If I told you that I made that I made mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake, you'd write me off. You'd write you write me directly off, and you would and you would and you would care wit. Of what happened to me after that. 
And that's that's disingenuous. That's contemptuous. It's downright disrespectful. Because there's no, because there's there will be, because there's no, because there's no way in hell. There's no way in hell that I would do that to you. I would would respect your feelings. I would respect what you feel. I would respect how you feel. I would try to, I would try to listen to you if you have an issue, but you, but you can't, but you can't give me, you can't give me 10 minutes of your time just to listen to what I'm saying. Just to, for me to, to kind of at least vent. To at least vent or at least say what I need to say and say it in a for in an open forum to where I don't have where I don't need to be that I don't I don't feel like I'm being judged. Yeah. Why should I? And again, I'm not saying this to be adversarial towards towards my sisters because it's not being adversarial. But 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 but, but trust and believe, dude, dude. Other do other men do this to each. We do this to each other too. Actually, we do it worse. We do it way worse. We do it way worse than than we, than this than our sisters do. We because we because we'll call a man a punk and a and a sissy because 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 he's shedding tears out of because he's shedding tears out on his wedding day. What the what the hell what the hell? This man shedding tears because he's happy, and he's with the one he's he's gonna be married to woman the woman that he's that he wants to spend the rest of his life with. Why are we why are we clowning somebody for that? Why are we making fun of this man because he's shedding tears at his wedding? Why would he not want to shed tears at his wedding? Better yet, why would this man not want to shed tears? Why would any man not want to shed tears when they see their child for the first time? Riddle me that. This is this is one of the the most to me having a child, having a you know. A woman bringing you bringing your child into this world it's probably one of the most emotionally charged things that you that I feel that you could ever experience. And I ain't go front. I cry when all four of my kids were born. Yes, I did. I shed tears when all four of my kids were born. Because 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 this because it's a God given moment. It's a God given moment that you only that you only get to experience once, one time. For some of us, we've experienced it more than one time, but every time is different. But every time it's but every time it's a different emotion or it's the same emotion. And for me, it was always tears of joy because I felt fortunate and I felt lucky for God to be able to bless me with a child. Four of them as a matter, four of them as a matter of fact. All healthy. Was not with us. Was not, was not with us 
but the other three are productive or are healthy, happy, productive citizens. So why why should why would I not want to shed tears of joy? I cry, I cried at my daughter's wedding. Yes, I did. Because I was because I was happy for my daughter because she found someone that true that loved her, truly loved her for who she was and wanted to spend the rest of her life with her. And she felt the same way about him. And I was happy for her. So happy that I cried. Yes, I did. I cried and I hugged and I hugged her tight. Because as a father, because as a father, that's because for me as a father and as a man, that's a proud moment for me. To see your daughter, man, to see your daughter get, to see your daughter, to see your child, matter of fact, I'm not saying just to see my daughter, but to see your child be happy, live their life happy. Live their life to their fullest potential, live and be happy. It did even it did still be able to have a community, still be able to communicate with you. Those things bring those things should bring us as men joy. When our children graduate from high school or college, those are emotional moments. Those moments should bring should should. Should make you feel proud as a father, but also make you feel also make you feel like you find that you are that you as you as a father. You help you help this child navigate her life up to this point. And as a father, you're still going to help their child navigate their life. But you help them navigate it up to this point. And now it's time. Now they're going to navigate it by themselves, but they're not truly going to, but they're not truly, they're, they're truly not going to be by themselves. But yet, the society that we live in, that includes men and women, clown that because the simple fact of it is a man ain't supposed to cry. A man ain't supposed to have emotions. A man ain't supposed to sit there and, and be sad all the time or be sad about this, that, and the third. When, and that is a lie. That is a lie. Contrary to popular belief, men have emotions too. Say this to both my brothers and my sisters. We have, you look, brother, dude, brother, dude, we have emotions, y'all. We have emotions. And to not tap into those, to not, to never tap into those emotions. Is a crime. Is a crime. To me, is a crime. Because you because you don't know how much power those emotions have. But again, we live. We we bury our we bury our emotions between mounds and layers of trauma and hurt and pain and insecurities and unsureties and all those things to where people only see the shell. And then on top of that, and then on top of that, we as men, and I am putting myself in this again. I'm I'm not immune to any of this. We as men don't address don't address the issues that we go through. 
We don't address the issues that we, we don't address our experiences. We don't address our traumas. We don't address our past. We don't address the things that we, that we've endured. And yet, we persist. And contrary, again, contrary to popular belief, y'all, there is a little boy and a little girl that dwells in all of us as men and women. You may not believe that, but yes, there is. There's a little boy, a little girl that dwells in all of us. And I was speaking this directly to my brothers. That little boy that's been dwelling in, that's been dwelling inside and that's that dwells within you. That dwell that's that's that has that has permanent that has not temporary residence, but permanent residence within you. That little boy ain't that little boy's not a temporary vid. That little boy ain't a tip ain't a temporary tenant. That little boy is a permanent tenant. That little boy has went through everything. That little boy has experienced everything that you've experienced in your life. The hurt, the pain, the trauma, the disappointment, the disillusionment, the despondency, the desperation, the constant battles with the constant battles within. That little boy has been through everything. He's endured everything. He suffered. He suffered just like you suffered. And yet, and yet, and yet, the scar, the scars are visible. The scars and wounds are visible on him, not you. Something to think about. That little boy's been through a lot. All the things that you've been through, all the things, all the things that you suffered through. All the all the emotions that you that you had bottled up that you wanted that you wanted to let out and you never did, all the trauma, the, the hurt, the pain, and all those experiences that you that you ever went through. He's 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 experienced that. He's experienced that several times over. Why has he experienced it several times over? Because you won't let it go. Again, I'm not just talking to Aaron. I'm not talking to just the brothers that's watching this. I'm talking. I'm, I'm speaking to. I'm speaking to myself too because, yeah, that's me too. I won't say that that was me. That is me. That little boy is subjected to everything that you've been through. He's been subjected to it. Subjected to it several times over. Why? Because you won't address it. Because we don't, because we won't address it. That little, that little boy has tear stains, cuts, bruises, a very, a varying degrees of healing. There might be some fresh wounds on him as well. Scars from 
stuff that happened a long time ago. And yet we're still exposing that little boy to the set, to all that stuff we've, all that stuff we don't, we don't, we refuse to address. There's a lot of it. There's a lot of things that we, that we have been through that we don't address. It's it, it's high time that we that we first of all we gotta to even get to that little boy we gotta peel back all these damn layers. And you gotta peel those layers back like an onion. The more layers you peel back, the closer you get to the center of that to the center. And yes, peeling back every and peeling back those layers is going to hurt. Yes, it will. But it's got to hurt. But it's got to hurt if you. It's got to hurt if it's to heal. That's one thing a lot of people don't understand. A lot of people, brothers, men, black men, and black women don't understand. It's got to hurt if it's to heal. You can't just peel peel back peel back something thinking it's not going peel back a scab and thinking it's not going to hurt. You can't peel back a band aid on a fresh wound and thinking it's not going to hurt. You can't change a dressing on a wound and thinking that it with the, and thinking that it won't hurt because it will because it because it does and it will. And peel and try to peel it back fast though <laughs> doesn't doesn't make it hurt any less. So stop trying to think you go peel it back fast and it's gonna hurt less. Uh, actually, it's gonna hurt more. So we got to peel back those layers and layers and layers to ourselves. And yes, we yes, it's going to hurt. And we have to endure that hurt. Because if we don't endure that hurt, how are we ever going to get to the part? How are we ever going to get to healing? Every layer we peel, every layer we peel back and every layer we peel back, we heal. Peel back another layer. Heal. Peel back another layer. Heal. You keep peeling back layers and you keep healing until you get to that little boy that's right that's that's standing right in front of you. I'll say this, and this could be debated or debated or not. A lot of us don't like a lot of us when we look in the mirror, we don't a lot of us don't like what we see when we look in the mirror. We may say we do, but in the back of our mind, we don't. Because we because we know because we know because we know when we look at when we look deep into our eyes, we can look into our own soul and say that and, and we know that's that's we know that that's not true. Not only can other people look through us, we can see not only can other people see through us, we can see through ourselves. And even though we say we like what we see in the mirror. When you, if you look deep enough and you look deep enough in your own eyes, and you that mean you peer into your own soul, and you say you see that you see that you see that little boy down there that's been suffering all this time, you ain't gonna you not gonna like that. When people are confronted with their true selves, or be that that little boy, that little girl, some, a lot of us run, a lot of us run away screaming. Because we don't know, we don't. Because we, because first of all, I, and I can speak for myself. My first question was, how the hell, how the hell did, it, how the hell did it get, 
did it get this far to the point that this person, this little boy that I was supposed to protect has dealt with everything that I, everything that I've dealt with several times that I've dealt with several times over because, because I didn't want to be accountable because I didn't want to learn the lesson because I didn't understand the consequences of choices or because I didn't understand the severity of something that I did or I wasn't responsible. We get to that point and we look at this person that we, that, and for me, it's an emotional thing and I, I'm trying not to be so emotional about it, but at the same time, it has this part of that, this part of that, what I'm talking about has meaning. And it's something that I want all of us as black men to, to really just understand and really dive into. When you get to that point and you get to that little boy, you and you see you see this tear-stained, her this tear this tear-stained child with all these wounds and scars all over his all over his body. First thought is you want to protect. Nah, you had nah, you had a chance to do that a while back. You had a chance to do that a while back. And I'm not saying this to be mean or anything of that nature because I said it to myself. When I saw the little boy that dwelled inside of me, for my first thought process was to protect. Nah, brother, you had a chance to do that a while back. And I'm not saying it is too late to too late for that, but you had a chance to do that a while back. It's better now to embrace, to embrace. Better now to embrace and acknowledge. Because everything you've been through, he's been through 20 times over. He's experienced it 20 times over. Even though you experienced it one time, that little boy has experienced it 20, that's another boy experienced it somewhere between 100 to uh, 20 to 100 times. Because he, because each one of those things brings out the same, brings out the same type of emotional response or the same type of things that we bear that we as men bury inside, bury inside of us. We bear, we bury our hurt. We bury our disappointment. We bury our pain. We bury our despondency and our despair. We bury our uncertainty. And what and what and what is it that we put up? What is it that we put up instead? A wall of stoicism. A wall, a build a, a building of indifference. Cause I'd rather, cause in the thought process, I'd rather be stoic and indifferent than address or deal with my emotion, deal with what I'm feeling with. Dealing with dealing. Rather be indifferent or stoic than address what I'm dealing with, or to the very least acknowledge what I'm dealing with. Who is that fair to? Is it fair to you? Of course it's not. Is it fair to people that's in your direct orbit? Yeah, it is unfair. It's, it's more unfair to you than it is to them. 
Why? Because it 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 halves you. It splits you down. It splits you right down the middle. Because now, because on one on one end, you're burying you're burying all these emotions. You're burying all this all this hurt, this pain, all and all that stuff. But it but now in the place of it, you pull you build up this wall. And what this wall is supposed to be is supposed to be this protective layer that's supposed to keep out all everything, everything that everything that you don't want to, everything that you don't want to deal with. Either it keeps out everything you don't want to deal with, but it also keeps in the things that you've dealt with. And the keeping in part is where the where the real where the where the where the actual battle is. That's where the real conflict is. Because because as much as you keep as much as you keep your stuff out, you still got to deal. You still dealing with stuff on the. You still dealing with stuff on the inside. And every once in a while, that that wall drops, and you let something else do in. And now and now that add that adds to that that already adds to the turbulency that's going on. That's that's roll that's rolling inside of you. So as much as we keep things, as much as we try to keep stuff out, we still let stuff in. We we still let stuff in, and then. We and we don't deal with the, We don't deal with what's within. The hardest battles, and a lot of people will either agree with me or disagree with me with this. The hardest battles to fight are the battles that are within self, that are within you. Those are the toughest battles to fight. Battles that are outside of you, of course. Oh, yeah, you can. Those are those are easily dealt with. Those are easily managed or conquered or however you want to put it, whichever way, whichever vernacular you want to put it. But the hardest battle is a battle within self. Word know why? Because the battle within self is fought on several fought on several different fronts. You have no idea which front you which which battlefront you're supposed to go to. So you go to every you go to all of them. You go to you go to every last you go to every last front that you that that you don't exist and you spread yourself thin. And before you know it, you're overwhelmed and you're overrun. not the way that's not the way that that's not the way to wage war that's not the way that's not the way to wait that's not the way that battles are fought people especially battles with itself first and foremost you gotta have you got you have to have a relationship with the father that's first and foremost Secondly, you gotta for you gotta you have to be able to forgive yourself of all the mistakes that you made, all the things that you, all the stuff that you committed against people, and the stuff that you committed against yourself. Wars are fought on different on different theaters of conf, theaters of conflict. True. But battles are fought on one field. 
Battles of Fardo, Wood Field. You can't win a war if you don't win a battle. So you so you fight so you fight each battle one you fight each battle one at a time. You can't you can't you can't fight all these battles all at one time because you because you will because first of all you will spread yourself thin and you will find yourself emotionally emotionally and physically exhausted. And you have no energy. You have no energy for the for the next upcoming for the next upcoming conflict. And then and that's and that is when you get oh that is when people get overrun. The reason I put it in the form of form of military fight doctrine and things of that nature is because it made because to me it makes sense. But to put it in a way that it makes sense to other people is honestly just deal with you. Deal with everything that you've been through. Deal with address that trauma, address that hurt, address that pain, address that despondency, address that despair, address that uncertainty. Like I said before, you gotta have you. It, it is imperative that we have a an ongoing relationship with the Father. We have to. It's I can't stress. I can't stress that any further. I can't say that. I can't stress that any further because that part of it. That's Having a relationship with our father is gives us helps helps brings us confidence. And when we pray, that gives us more confidence, but it also gives us a covering. It also gives us energy to know that when we when we go when we enter these battles, that we don't enter these battles by ourselves. And most of the time, when most of the time, if we if we give it to if we give it to God, it, he'll say, No, back up, son. I'll fight it. I, I will fight. I'll fight it for you. Back up, son. I got it. Don't worry about it. You just sit right here and rest your bones. I got you. And lo and behold, the battle's won. And there, there, there's your victory. But the other thing is like forgiveness of self, man. That's that's the most important. That's one of the more. That's one of the. That's one of the things that I that I highly stress. A relationship with the Father, uh, important. Matter of fact, that's numero uno important. Forgiveness of self, secondly important. Forgiving yourself of the things that you've done, the things that the the offenses that you've committed against people, the offenses that you committed against yourself. Okay, for God's sake. Forgive yourself of all those things. There is it is it's happened. It it has happened. It's in the past. It has it has no hold over you. And this, and, I, and I will admit this is something that I have that I have problems with. That I have problems with. And I'm telling you that I have problems with that because of I'm being because I'm being transparent. I have problems. I have issues with forgiving myself because why? Because sometimes, because I think sometimes some, because I believe, I feel that some of my actions are irredeemable. 
to come to find out that's not true. In my mind, it's irredeemable. But through but for God, son, you forgave yourself. I'm, I'm wiping that, I'm wiping that away. That's not that's not even on your book. Don't worry about it. I got you. You you forgave, you forgiven yourself. You forgave yourself. So in turn, I forgive you. That's not on your book. I don't even that what that page? I don't know what that page is. I, I don't even I don't even see that page. So it's important to forgive yourself. Why? Because the more you owe it to yourself. Because who was what guy wants to walk around with all that? With all that, with that burden upon them. A lot of us still, a lot of us do because we don't know where we don't know where we don't know where to take it. We don't know where to take it. We don't know where to deposit it. We don't know where to where to I won't say dump it, but we don't know where to deposit it. We don't know where we don't know where it belongs. We 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 keep it we keep it with ourselves and we don't properly dispose. We don't we don't humanely dispose of it or properly dispose of it because we were because we were never because we and we as men were never taught how to dispose how to how to how to how to how to, how to vent those emotions out out of our system. Think, look at it, look at it as a as a as an over as an overheated engine. Look at it. I look look at it from the vernacular from the aspect of an overheated engine. If that engine overheats, you got you got either 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 water has to go through it, or it needs to be or or it needs to be exposed to air. It needs to be vented. It exposes the air. That's how. That's we were never we were never taught how to. Betty and I look. I think about it from this instance. Look at look. Think of our think of uh, our hearts and our souls as a room. And imagine that room filled with that filled up with dangerous chemicals, filled up with dangerous gases and chemicals. Those dangerous gases and chemicals represent our emotions, our experiences, our traumas, and our hurts and our pains. And that little boy that that does us is standing in that room. Being exposed to all these dangerous chemicals, all these fumes and things of that nature. When we say that when we when we forgive ourselves and the Father forgives us, that that vents the that vents the room. That oh that open that opens up those vents that's in that room and allows all those gases and all those chemicals to just to come out. So that a little boy is breathing air again, breathing clean air again. Think of it from that aspect. If that if if you don't look at it from any other aspect, look at it from that aspect. All the hurt and all the pain and everything that you've dealt with, those represent dangerous chemicals and fumes. The little the little boy, which is you, is the one that's in the center of that room. And he's been exposed to all these dangerous chemicals, which means it's suffocating him. It might be, it may be, it may be. Maybe could maybe come maybe caustic to the skin. What they, whatever. But the minute you say you forgive yourself, that literally that those vents open up, and now that all those things come out, come out, come out of the room, and now that now the room now the room can be replaced with clean air. Can replace with clean air and, cl- and cleansing chemicals, cleansing 
Clizzy waters that'll be that'll be able to that'll be able to clean you up and clean you up and and get you and get and get you right. The other thing is forgiveness forgiveness of others. If you're gonna forgive yourself, then you have to you gotta forgive yourself, then forgive her, forgive others too. Forgive that person for forgive that person who abused you. Forgive that person that hurt you. Forgive that person that said something disparaging to you. Forgive that person that that made that made you feel like you were the lowest of the low. Forgive that person for forgive that person for taking the life of your child. Something I, that's something I find that's something I am struggling. That's something I fight with. Something I struggle with all the time. Again, I'm saying this for me because that's something I struggle with all the time. Forgiveness of uh, forgiveness of people who who have brought about a great offense to me. I had some there time there there are times who there are times where people have brought about a great offense to me, and I've didn't care one whit about it. Other times there are things that happen and I'm like, I sometimes I think about it. And I think maybe if I forgave them, maybe certain things would be, be the way they are. Not just a thought, just a thought process, man. Just a thought process. But forgive, but forgiving, but forgiveness of others. Forgiveness is for forgiveness is for the forgiveness is for the transgressed. Not the transgressor. I need y'all to remember. I need you as I need you as brothers to remember that forgiveness is for you. Forgiveness is for you. Not forgiveness is for you. Yes, I'm talking to you. Forgiveness for you is for you, the person that was transgressed, not the transgressor, meaning the person that offended that that caused the offense. You have to be okay with people saying that they can't. They, they, you have to, first of all, you got to be, you, this is the one thing that I feel that's very, very important. And this is something a lot of people don't understand about the aspect of forgiveness. And I want to make this very, very clear. I want to make this really, really clear for my brothers because we, we, we do this and we try, we try to get, we try to, we try to get, try to beg folks to forgive us and, and forgive us of the things that we've done. Stop. Just stop it. And you and you all you always asking folks to forgive you, and then they and then they 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 sit on their head, they sit on their hands, and they don't and they don't say nothing to you or anything of that nature. Look, just just stop it, just stop, just just stop it, just just cut it, just cut it short. At that at that particular point, cut it, just cut it short. A lot of people are not going to agree with what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. If you ask that person for forgiveness, if they choose not to forgive you, or they, or they never tell you anything of that, they never tell you that they forgive you, or they don't even they don't answer you or tell you anything. Be cool with that. 
Be a be all be all right with that. Be okay with that. It's cool if some if it's cool if you ask somebody for, for forgiveness and they don't forgive you. It's cool. It's it is totally cool. Why are you begging somebody for forgiveness? And when you should only when you should be at you should only add you should only ask them for forgiveness one time. Forgiveness is a one-time thing. And if I'm if I'm asking you if I'm if I'm going to I'm not going to continually beg it, you you shouldn't be continually begging somebody to forgive you for some stuff that for some stuff that I, and I know it's hard for people to forgive because there's Let me, let me choose. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let me, I'm gonna choose my words very carefully here. I'm gonna choose my words very carefully here, because what I don't want is people misconstruing what I'm about what I'm about to say. I want people to understand what about what I'm about to say, but I want people to understand very clearly what I'm about to say. Forgiveness on both ends, whether giving it or accepting it. Is a hard is a hard deal on both sides. It takes courage for someone to walk to walk. It takes courage for someone to walk to you and ask and tell you that they that that they that they did wrong to you and they're asking you for your forgiveness. It takes courage for a person to look into look into their heart and. Say that I forgive you. Both both of the both of those things take courage. Both of those things take presence of mind. Both of those things also re also require a change of heart. You can't say you forgive somebody, but then you can't say you forgive somebody still, but still hold them to the same damn mistakes that they made, the same mistake that they made in the past. Why? Did you say that you forgive, forgave them, forgiven them wasn't sincere? And you can't say you can't ask anybody to forgive you for something that you did, but then you still, then you, but yet you still repeat the same cycle. So yet you still repeat the same thing. That mean that mean that mean that mean Joe ass didn't learn. That means Joe ass didn't learn the lesson. No, it's okay for it's okay for folks to say that they don't forgive you, brother. It's okay for folks to say that they don't forgive you, brother. It's cool. You don't have to, you don't have to keep, you don't have to keep, you don't have to keep begging for absolution for some of you. Let me just put it like this here. I'm, and I'm, I'm going to say this. And again, people are probably going to be, be pissed at me about what I'm about to say, but it is what it is. No, I'm not for the bang. Not for the bang. You shouldn't bang. I, I won't say you shouldn't. 
you shouldn't beg someone for forgiveness for something that God's already given forgiving you forgiving you uh forgiving you for. You should only ask. You should only ask. You should only ask for that forgiveness once. Once. If they choose to forgive, yay, cool. Clap your hands and let's clap your hands. Let's hug it out and, and let's hug it out and let's be happy and kumbaya and everything else that goes with that. If they choose, if they choose to not forgive you, it's still cool. It's still okay. It's still okay. Me as a man, me as being a man, I I beat myself up about that all the time. I do. I honestly do. I beat I beat myself up about that. Just to ask somebody to forgive me and then they did they choose they then they don't they they don't answer or they choose not to forgive me and now, now I'm left. Now I'm left in this crazy ass, this weird ass space, or this crazy loop, and thinking that I gotta keep beg, keep asking them and begging them for forgiveness. And, uh, what? No. Matter of fact, hell no. I'm asking. I'm only gonna ask you for forgiveness once. Whether you choose to forgive me or not is completely up to you. I'm gonna say that one more time. I'm going to ask you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask you for your forgiveness. I'm gonna be as. I'm going to be. I'm going to be. I'm gonna. When I ask you for forgiveness, I'm gonna be very sincere. I'm gonna be very contrite. I'm gonna be very apologetic and be asking you for forgiveness. If you choose, whether you choose to forgive me or not, whether you choose to forgive me or not, completely on. That's completely on you. Because at because at that particular point in time, my responsibility to the situation has been released. My, my responsibility to the situation has been released. Now, if my forgive, if my me asking you for forgiveness requires an explanation for me to, you know, for requires a, an explanation, an explanation previous prior to the forgiveness, then cool. I'll do that. Not an issue. Not an issue with me. I'll do it. I don't have a I don't have a problem with that. But after I after I explained it, after I explained it, and then I ask you for forgiveness, and you choose whether you choose to or whether you choose not to. Again, that my friend, that my brother, that my sister is completely upon you because my responsibility to that has ended. I felt bad about it. I thought about it. I do. I I thought about it. I, I, it hurt. I knew that it hurt you. I knew that I made you feel the way. I knew that I put you in some some sort of crazy weird space. So I want to. So I want to come to you. I want to explain it to you. But also, I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask you. Can you forgive me? Because in in my deliberation with myself, in my deliberation with myself, I've I've already I've already I've already I've already brought it to God. I've already brought it to the father. I've already brought that issue to the father and I've already asked him to forgive me of that transgression. Of that transgression against you. So I've already asked God to forgive me for forgive me for from it. So God's already forgiven me from it. So, like I said, 
when God forgives you for something, it's it's not it's not it ain't in your book. It ain't in your book. It's God be like what, what page? I don't see a page. It's off, but it's off. It's off my books. So prior to me even asking you, asking someone for forgiveness, I'm going. I'm going to God. I'm going to God first because I'm because I'm going to say, Father, I I know I offended this person. I know I hurt this person, and I know I made this person feel bad, and I feel bad, and I'm hurt. Can you, Father, can Father, can you forgive me for offending? For can you forgive me for? Offending this person. Can you forgive me for offending you? And what God said, yeah, yeah, brother. Yes, son. I, I got you. You're forgiven. That ain't on your that's that particular that particular uh, that particular paragraph ain't on your page. That that empowers me now to go ask forgiveness for the person that I offended. Because now that God has forgiven me for for the offense of that person, the offense against myself, and the offense against Him, and the per, and the other person, and the person that I offended, so now I come now I come to you, or come to the person that I hurt. I thought about it. It was a bad call. It was a call. It was a bad call that that hurt that hurt you, and put a wedge between us and things of that nature. I'm really sorry about this. I didn't be I didn't mean to I didn't mean to do this, but I wasn't I wasn't thinking I wasn't thinking straight. I was acting out of emotion. I was responding. I was responding with emo, with I was responding with emotion. Can you for can you forgive me? Can you find it in your heart to forgive me? If they choose to, again, yay, we can celebrate. Kumbaya. If they choose not to. The response is still the same. <laughs> the response is still the response is still the same as far as I'm concerned. Whether you forgive me or whether you don't forgive me, my response is still the same. I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna sit here and ask you why you don't forgive me. You got your own, you got your reasons as to why you don't forgive me. They're 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 not my concern. If you choose to explain them to me, then cool. That gives me more in that gives me insight on what I what I would need to do, what I need to do. Or what I would have to do to put myself back in your good graces, but you as a person, no, my response, my response is still going to be the same, whether you forgive me or whether you don't forgive me. My this, I, and I can't speak for everybody else, but my response will be the same, either or. Your reasonings for your reasonings for not forgiving me, as hard as hard as this is gonna sound, and as harsh as this is gonna say, ain't my concern. I did, I did what I did, what I was, what I what I needed to do, to talk to, to talk it out, to put that put, put it in front of you. You know, I've examined it at length. And, you know, God's forgiven me for it. 
you know, and dying and, and whatnot. If you want to, if you choose to, it's, it's cool. If you choose not to, it's, it's still cool. It's, it's... <sighs> and again, this is, it sounds hard. It sounds cold and it sounds cruel. But that's that's the way that I've kind of viewed things and how I've looked at things when it, when it came to forgiveness. I'm, it's, and I'm not saying that I'm not I don't say that to be mean or anything of that nature. I say that because that is the that's how I look at it. People like people have said that said this that you you just don't care. My ex, my ex, my ex wife said that my ex spouse said that. When I asked her to forgive me for something, she said she didn't. All right, cool. So that's it. You ain't. You just not gonna fight. I'm not. I didn't say I wasn't gonna fight, but I'm. But I'm. But I'm. But I'm, but I'm not. But I'm not gonna ask you for that. Not gonna ask you. Not gonna ask you. Not gonna ask you to forgive me again for this, for some for something that I do. I've asked God to forgive me of. It's all right. It's cool. You can. You hold. You hold. You hold that. You hold that to you. You hold. You hold that to you. My. My kind. My soul. My soul is clear. And it and it don't and it don't matter and it doesn't matter whether you bring it back to my remembrance. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm it don't matter whether you bring it back to my remembrance. I'm gonna be like eh, 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 God forgave me for that. Eh, 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 eh. Can't do that. Which is the other which is kind of sort of which is the last thing that I that I want to kind of address a little bit and I don't want to talk about it a lot. Weaponized emotion, weaponized emotions. Something that we, something that brothers and something that men, black men and black women are guilty are guilty as charged of. What do I mean by weaponized emotions? If I tell you what, if I tell you something's bothering me, I tell you what I feel. If I tell you something that's really going on with me, and I, and I and I am entrusted after you, and then you go back and you bring it and you and you use that to hurt me, that is weaponized emotions. You just you just you just weaponize my emotions against me because now because now that is your ammunition to throw at me whenever I whatever I do whatever I do something that is not satisfactory to you. Or whether I don't, whether I don't do something that you want me to do, or whether I'm doing something that that don't even that's not, or whether, or even if I'm acting a way that isn't satisfactory or savory to you. Like I said, this is something that brothers, that men, black men, and black women are guilty of. So no, 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 what no black woman is abused, no, no. Men and women are not immune because both because we both do the same because we both do the same shit. We both weaponize our each other's emotions. We both weaponize emotion, each other's emotions against us, against each other, against the other. Some some women, not all. Again, not try not be not try not not throwing this out as a big ass general generalization. So I'm only gonna so I'm gonna say some, but not all. Some women do this. Some women weaponize a man's emotions against him just to just either to either to get him to act a certain way or or get or get him to to capitulate to something.
what the question that I want to ask my sisters, my black sisters, my, my sisters is this. What do you gain? What do you gain from that? What is the gain for listening to a listening to a man say, speak his heart, and then you weaponize it against him? What is the gain? What did what do you gain from that? Leverage, advantage, power. What? What is it that? What is that? I, I, I really, I honestly, truly, honestly, for true, I, I really want to know. What is it that? What is it that? What is it that you, as a woman, would gain from weaponizing a man's emotions? What do you gain from that? What's the play? In? What's the play? What's the motive? What's the what's the what's the end result there? Do it because you feel that because you feel that you can. Do it because you feel that you that you are owed something. Or do it just to be just to be just to be spite just to be spiteful as hell. You know. Y'all let y'all let y'all y'all sister let me know in the comments what that what what that's all about. Weaponized emotions do weaponized emotions do neither do neither party any good. Just because you feel like you have a point of power or a point to make some make someone capitulate, capitulate to what to your demands, just as easily, just as easily as you can do that, that shit can backfire. Yes, I said just as easily as you can weaponize a person, a man's emotions to use them against them, that shit can that shit can backfire. And it can leave you leaving, it can leave you worse for wear. Brothers and sisters, my brothers and sisters, we gotta do better. We got it. We got to do better. We got to do way better. Because <laughs> I'm being serious. I'm being be brutally honest with 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 myself. Now I be I be damned. I be I be damned if I allow if I allow myself to get into a situation to where I to where I crash to where I crash out. I'll be damned if I put myself in a place to where I look like a damn idiot. I'll be damned if I'd be damned if anybody makes me look makes me look like a fool, or makes me look like a fool at my own expense. I can make my I can make my own self look like a damn fool, and I can do it at my own expense. But I'm not gonna let the but uh, but I'd be damned if I let anybody else make me look make me look like the fool. 
because no. I can I can I'm good. I'm good at doing that by my I'm good at doing that on my own. Why would I need somebody else's assistance to do that? Makes no sense. Makes not a makes not a lick of sense. So for me to even put myself in a situation to where I gotta cry, where I where I where I gotta crash out, shh, man, shit. Not, not gonna do that. But like I said, brothers, brothers and sisters, we can, we look. Y'all can say what y'all want, but I'm saying this: we gotta do better. How we deal with each other interpersonally. How we deal with each other? How how what would you say? How we deal with each other? How we communicate with each other interpersonally? Whether it's a whether it's a friendship, whether it's a business relationship, whether it's a marriage, whether it's a a, a serious relationship that can lead that can lead to marriage, whether it's a mother child, whether it's a father son, mother son, mother son, whatever type of relationship, all of our interpersonal relationships, we got to do better. And when I say we, I mean me too. We got to do better, y'all, because if we don't do better, if we don't, if we don't do better, there's a there's a generation of young adults, and then there's a generation of younger there's a generation of young adults that's coming up into this world world, and young adults that are coming that are behind them. And then there are more people, more young adults behind them that are gonna grow up thinking that it's okay to do do the things, do the things that go that that go on right now. Matter of fact, it's already going down, it's already going down, it's already happening. Our sons and our daughters see our sons and our daughters see how see how we treat each other, and they think and they think that that shit's okay. Somebody's daughter, somebody's daughter sees how sees how their mom treats their their father or treats another man and think that is that's okay to treat another man that way. Somebody's son sees their father treat their but treat his mom away, or that son sees, or another son sees another sees another man treat his mom, or, or that son sees another man treat his mama a certain way, and he thinks that that's the way a man's supposed to treat a woman. No, 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 no. No, it's already happening with our kid, with our kids, man. It's already going down with our children. A lot of the, a lot, a lot, a lot of these young, a lot of these young adults, a lot of these adults, a lot of these younger, I won't say a lot of these young adults. Now I'm talking about the under thirty crowd. I'm talking about the under thirty crowd now. A lot of these adults under under thirty. They think they think that dysfunctionality is they think dysfunctionality is nor is the norm. They think dysfunctional with toxic relate toxic relationships are the norm because they see they either they, they see their mother or their father participate in a toxic relationship. And yet, and yet it goes back, this goes back to what I said earlier. Goes back to what I said. Goes back to what I said earlier. 
about 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 black men not about black men not being fathers to not being fathers to her, to their kids to their children. How you gonna teach that? How you gonna teach that young man how to be? How do you gonna teach that young man how to how to be respectful to a woman, or how to how to how to treat a woman if you're not present? How you gonna teach your daughter to to how you gonna teach your daughter to know how she's supposed to be treated and respected as a woman if you don't teach if you don't if you don't show her if you're if you're not the example? And again, I'm not saying this to be berating anybody because. But again, it's that's me too. Everything I talk about, I'm, I'm everything I'm saying right now. I'm not immune. I'm not immune to that. I'm not immune to any of this. But brothers, how are we going to teach our kids, our sons and our daughters, to be better, to be better human beings? If we to be better human beings, if we are not there to teach them how to be better human beings, first of all, it starts with us as men. It starts with us as men to go to go into those deepest recesses of ourselves, address those things within ourselves and heal ourselves. We can't speak killing. We can't we can't speak words of healing to our children if we ain't healed. We can't I can't speak words. Of, I can't speak words of healing to my daughter if I'm not healed. I can't speak words of healing to my son if I'm not healed. I can't speak words of healing to nobody if I'm not healed. Or I'm not at least on the path toward healing. How can I speak? How can I speak to my son? How can I speak? How, brothers, how can we speak to our kids about being healed if we ain't that? If we ain't that ourselves. We not that ourselves. Wait, how? If we ain't here, we could we just we could teach our kids how to live in dysfunction, how to live in chaos, how to live in toxicity. But if we're but we ain't, but if we're not teaching our we, if we're not healed ourselves, we can never teach our children how to heal. Healing, healing is a healing is an effort and a process all in all in of itself. Rehabilitation is a process all in it, all in it, all in of itself. They're two separate processes. And you got to go through it as a, and as human beings, especially us as black men, we got to go through one to get to the other. You can't bypass, you can't buy, you can't bypass healing and jump straight to rehabilitation. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. It's one to the other. You can't, you can't, you can't say, I don't want to jump on the healing shit. I don't want to jump on the healing trade. I want to jump. I want to go straight to rehabilitation. Uh-uh. No, no. Don't work that way. Yet. It don't work that way, bro. It don't work that way. You got to go through the healing part to get to the rehabilitation part. You can't, but you can't bypass the other. You can't bypass. You can't bypass one to get to the other. How you how you go how you go how you go give a young man or a young sister a young a young man or a young woman knowledge about the thing about the things of this world if you don't know if you don't know if you don't know shit the experiences that put like this the experiences of our lives the experiences of our lives is knowledge enough 
because our experiences or something or they are lessons and stories that we can pass down to our children and let them know, hey, look, I see the route, I see the route you're going. I've been down, I've been down this road. I don't want you to go down this road. Here's what I need you to do. This is the way I need you to go. And believe it or not, our kids are under a lot of pressure. There's pressure to perform. There's pressure to be great. There's, pre there's pressure to be all that they can be. And most of that pressure, a lot of that pressure comes from what comes from us as parents. Hey, look, see, hey, look, son. I, I know, I know that you, I know that you want to be great. I know that you want to perform. I know that you want to do what you gotta do to make me proud. And that's and that's all well, that's all well and good, son, son. But I, but I need, but I need you to tell, but I need you to take time for yourself. I need you to, I need you to pull away from this for a minute. And I need you to pull away from this for a minute and smell and smell the roses, smell the flowers. Hey, daughter. I, I see that I see what you're doing. I know that you're out here trying to do the best to do do everything that you can to try to to make to make me feel make me feel happy, make me to make me feel like I'm proud of you, baby. I'm proud, proud, I'm proud of you regardless. You, we need to tell this to our to our sons and our daughters. Son, I'm proud. I'm proud of you regardless. Daughter, I'm proud of you regardless. Whether you whether you whether you achieve whether you achieve one thing whether you achieve this thing or not, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you regardless because because you have the wherewithal to try. You had the wherewithal to do it and see and see and see and see what is and you had the wherewithal to do this and see it through and see it through to the end result, whether that's success or whether that's failure. We have to we have to we as look we as men black men. We look, we look at failure as this big, this, this humongous thing that, that that's supposed to bring you down and make you feel bad and make you feel all this. And that's a natural emotion of failure. However, comma, failure, failure is the pathway to success. You got to fail to, you got to fail to succeed. You gotta fall. You gotta fall on your face several times before you, before you, before you, before you finally, before you finally figure, before you finally figure it out. And one of the things as 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 black men and black women, as parents, as parents, but also as black men and black women, we need to say we need to say that we need to let people folks know that failure isn't failure is not a death sentence. Failure is never a death sentence. It's just a, it's just another it's just another opportunity to try again, and to try again, and to try again, and to keep trying again until you get it right. We need we as parents, as black men and women, as parents to our children, we need to let them let our kids know that failure is not the end of the world. You tried. You failed. I'm gonna celebrate you. I'm gonna celebrate you anyway because you try because you tried. I'm not gonna make you feel bad because you failed. I'm gonna celebrate you because you tried. Now, in the midst of our celebration, we're also gonna we're also gonna look back. We're also gonna look at and we're also gonna look at analyze 
and see where and see where you went wrong and make adjustments to where to make adjustments to where the next time that you make it make next time you you make an attempt at trying you'll succeed and if you fail then guess what you'll you'll learn you'll learn the lesson you'll learn the lesson you'll learn the lesson in that and apply that lesson to the next attempt so many times we look we we base failure bay we base failure Especially as black media, when we base failure based, we base failure, or we based base failure based upon financial status. If you ain't making over hundred k, then you a failure. If you ain't got this many followers on your Instagram or your Facebook or whatever, you a failure. If you ain't got your, if you ain't got this, or you ain't got that, or you ain't you ain't where you ain't rolling, you ain't got a pair of Jordans, or you ain't got a pair, you ain't got twenty. You ain't got a hundred pair of Jordans, you a failure. If you ain't rocking Louis or Gucci or, or driving a foreign car, you a failure. What? What? Who the hell? Who the hell? <laughs> who the hell told you? Who the hell told you? Who the hell said that that was the bar of success or failure? That may be the bar of success or failure to you, but to other people, that may not that they that may not be it. That may not be the bar that they may not be the bar that that, that even that they're even trying to get to. If you can't if you can't if you can't take me if you can't take me to Ruth Chris or Steak Forty Eight or or anywhere else, then you then you then you above you you you're broke you're broke ass you're broke ass nigga you're dusty what. If you got what? Come on. We got guys, we gotta quit. We gotta quit. We gotta quit this crap. To look at somebody, this goes to men and women. To look at somebody and judge them based upon appearances is dead ass wrong. Just because, just because a dude, or just because a dude can't take you to Steak Forty Eight or Roof Chris, or Nobu or any other expensive restaurant, that does not mean they broke. They broke. Just because, just because a dude can't do that or take you shopping to get Chanel and Birkin, what the world? When did we when did we judge people on the when did we judge people based on the content of their pockets and not on the content of their character? Brothers and sisters, I want to ask y'all that right now. That's the question. That's the question I want to that's the question I'm gonna leave y'all with tonight. I want y'all to think about this as you I want think I want y'all to think about this as you enter the new year. When did we when did we start judging people? Based on the content of their pockets or their looks, rather than the content of their character. If 
if you base people off what they can give you, what they can supply to you, or what they can what they can give you, what the 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 content of their bank account, and, then, and you and you don't and you don't look at their character. That's a poor. That's a poor assessment of a. That's a poor assessment of a person. Because you're looking at because you're looking at something that's superficial, instead of looking deeper inside. I'll believe y'all with that. If you get if you gotta judge if you if you're judging somebody based upon the content of their pockets or what they can give you, and you're not and you're if you're and you're not looking at them based on the content of their character, then you then you then you my brother and my sister, I'm, and I'm talking to both. I'm talking to both here. That you are, are a poor, poor judge of people because what you looking at is because what you looking at is superficial, and you and for you to refuse to take the time to look at to see somebody on the inside, you do with that person. You do you do yourself and that person a grave injustice. Because you never, because you never know. You never know. Brothers, I want to leave, I want to leave y'all with this. I want to leave y'all with this. In, the, in, in this, in this day, in this year, I want this coming year. And I'm, and I won't be saying this. I'm, I'm, I'm saying this because I'm something I'm doing as well. And this, this coming year, 2024, I want you to, I want you to look deeper in yourself. I want you to look deeper within yourselves. I want you to get down to that little boy that dwells within you. And I want you to embrace that little boy. I, want, I just want you to embrace him. You don't gotta apologize, but embrace him. I want you to. I want. I want. I want us to make a vow. I make a vow to be better. To be better. To be better for our. For, for number one, to be better for our to ourselves because. God, because God knows we God, because God knows we need God knows we need it. Because it's 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 hard, it's hard, it's already hard, it's already hard enough out here. But we have to be better to we have to be better to ourselves, first and foremost. We got to be able to heal ourselves and get to that next stage. To we we got to be able to. Heal us, be able to be healed and go to the and graduate to the graduate to the rehabilitation stage. We have to we have to we have to learn to be we have to learn to embrace our emotions. We have to learn how to we have to learn to embrace our emotions and understand the proximity of those emotions because believe it or not, our emotions affect. A great many people, not only the people in our immediate orbit, because but there are also people that we there are also other people that we impact that are not in our immediate orbit 
the immediate orbit. People that are watching us, people that are listening to us, people that are people that are paying a pay close attention to us. The important thing is to do it for yourself because you because you deserve it. We as men, we as men deserve to be deserve to be healed and deserve to be whole, just like just like women do. And there's nothing wrong with there's nothing there's there's something very very great about a man about a about a man who is healed. Something very very wonderful about a man who embraces his his empathetic side and his, his sensitive side. Something very wonderful about that. Being able to being able to have a man that's being able to have a man around you that's empathetic but also sensitive allow allows allows you as a woman to be able to tap be able to tap into that tap into that in a good way not a negative way but it also allows you to allows him to be open with you and tell him tell him and tell you about him. A lot of people say, a lot of a lot of people, a lot of men, a lot of women say that they want safety. I, I get that. But safety, but safety has safety and security have a have, means a great many things to a great many people. What is what what does security and safety mean to you? Emotional safety, emotional security, physical safety, physical security, financial safety, financial security. What? What does it mean to you? Ladies, ladies, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this and I'm going to get up out of here. We as men, we have, we have emotions just like you. We may, not, we may not always show them, but we have them. Our emotions are not always anger and despondency and, and desperation. A lot of us has been out. A lot of us has been out here in these streets, and I'm and I'm one of them. We 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 cling we cling on we cling on to hope. We we have we cling on to faith. We cling on to the hope that every day that we walk on this earth, that it, that that every day every day that we take to address ourselves and and work on ourselves that it gets better every day each day we have we hold on to faith hold on to the faith knowing that with knowing that god walk god is walking with us every step of the way and knowing that and knowing that he won't leave us or forsake us and sometimes he and sometimes he carries he's carried us so no, a lot, a lot of our, a lot of, a lot of us has been our, our emotions aren't always aren't anger and despondency and despair, despair. A lot of us hold on to hope. A lot of us hold on to faith. A lot of us hold on to, to confidence. A lot of us hold on to the fact that the fact that just fact that just be the fact that just living on this planet living on this living on this earth living on this physical plane that we have a chance 
that we got a chance to get it right. We have a chance to be better. I hold on, I hold on to hope. Hope, the hope that what I'm doing as a man to be better. I hold on to faith, knowing that God, knowing that, knowing that, knowing that God is ordering my steps. And that by me walking in faith, I know that I will that I will get I will get to my expected end. I will get to that better. I will get to that better person. And I have the confidence in knowing that I will I will be that better person. Gentlemen, I want I want you guys, I want you, I want you guys to hold on to this thing. I want y'all to hold on to that. I want y'all to hold on to that hope and that faith and that confidence. I want you guys to hold on to that because those are things that's those are things that's going to get you through. But before you, but before you can even get to the point of holding on to anything, I need, I need, I need us, us as men to address what we need to address. Shake that, shake, shake that thing off you, bro. Shake that thing off you, bro. The other thing I want you want us to know, what uh, what you what you gentle, what you want my brothers to know is that this is a fight, this is a fight that you do not fight alone. You don't you don't fight this fight alone. Get you some get you some like-minded brothers. Some brothers, get you some like-minded brothers. Get you, get you, get yourself in front of a therapist. Therapy is not a bad thing, y'all. I promise you, therapy is good. Like my sis LSG says all the time, God and therapy make it and make it biggie size. So yeah, get around some like-minded brothers. Sit down and let sit down and talk. Sit down and talk it out. Talk things out. Talk things through. Solutions, solutions are found. Solutions are found when when, when collaboration exists. I promise you that. But most importantly, and I will leave y'all with this. I know I said this a couple more than one time, but I believe y'all with this. The better, the better you dwells inside of you. And if you and if and you had you have to be able to you have to see that, brothers. I'm gonna tell y'all this. I love I I love you. I love you, and I truly mean that. I love you, sisters. I love you, and I truly mean that. So I'm gonna get up out of here. But before I do. Let me let me just throw these, throw some announcements out here right quick. Tune in tomorrow for LHG for Critical Conversations. She's gonna have a year end special episode. She's gonna be she's gonna talk about a whole bunch of stuff. Break down break down the year of Critical Conversations. And we're in. She's gonna she's gonna have a good time. And we're in. We play. We in. She plans on having a good time. So if you so if you so if you want to meet her in the chat, by all means do so. If you want if you want to meet her meet her on the meet her in the studio, by all means do so. So most definitely, hey, most definitely take most definitely take in that. Um, again, you know, behind the eye of Kai's every Monday, eleven thirty to one thirty. Um, 
Sophie Chats with TK every second Wednesday to T Way about T Way to the point. Um, every T Way to the point every first Wednesday. And y'all know, y'all know me. I just I like I come in, I come in when I can. Um, usually, 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 usually Mondays and Thursdays or Fridays if I'm able if I'm able to. Um, but yeah. 2023 has been a very bit of tough bit of been a great bit of been a pretty been a good year, but also been a tough year for a lot of us. Men and women alike. What I want us to do as black men and black women is to learn the lessons that we is is to understand and take in the lessons that we learned from this year. And apply those lessons to the next year. So that so that way we can we can continue on the path of being better people. Because we can be better, we can be better people too. We can be better towards towards each other. I know this, but we but both uh, but both us as black men and black women, we have to want to. And wanting to means it doesn't mean change. It doesn't mean changing a narrative. We've tried. We've tried to change the narratives about us for. Ages now, and it hasn't worked. It's time to re. Time to re, It's time to rewrite the narrative about us. How we how right, rewrite the narrative of how we coexist and interact with each other. That's all I got. I love y'all. With it. I love y'all. I love y'all to life. I love y'all to live. Um, Make sure that you make sure that you tune into all. Make sure that you tune into LSG tomorrow uh, for critical conversations. Like I said, she's gonna she's this is the she's gonna end off the year of critical conversations with a bang, and I will most definitely see you guys in twenty twenty four. As I always, as I always like to say with these podcasts, man, I want to tell y'all with these shows I do, um, I do about I do about a love and I do about a respect for us as men and women. I don't do this to harm anybody or to berate anybody. What I say is, tr- is strictly out of love and concern and care. But I also want us to understand that there are things, there are things that we as men and women need to address. As I always say, as I end these shows, number one, take care of each other. Number two, be good to each other. Number three, it's a crazy world out here, y'all. So please, above all those things, please, y'all just be careful out here, especially especially this weekend everybody everybody arrive everybody arrive safe everybody get to their destinations to where they're going safe and everybody arrive back to their home safe i love y'all i love y'all i love y'all i love y'all and i will most definitely 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 see y'all on the next one go take you home with a song with a with a little bit of video called real talk um it's a video it's a video i made a while a while back it's called cross it's called crossroads so but I but I want y'all to look at I want y'all to see this video and just understand where, where it's coming from. I love y'all. Y'all be good. Y'all be easy. Y'all take care. Peace.